You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Welcome back to episode 60 of Goddess Culture Podcast. Yes, we're back. Episode 60. This is like a milestone. I'm excited to be at 60. Yeah, we've come a long way. Doing good work. I, I can remember every single podcast that we filmed. Like, I can remember where we were. Sometimes really? I don't remember what I, what I say. <laughs> I'm like, I said that. No, the way my brain works, it's like after it happened, it, it like falls out of my mind. I don't know what is wrong with me, but because I'm always like, what's happening next? What's the next thing? Yeah, we're always on go. Like yeah. right now, during this quarantine, I could probably listen to our whole um, collection of podcasts. Ugh, it would scare me to do that, to be completely honest. I know, it makes me cringe cringe like I can't listen to it yeah not until like episode 20 like that's when I feel like we were fine but before that like yeah it was an uphill, <laughs> uphill battle um episode 20 is like, generous what'd you say <laughs> that's generous yeah um as always if you're listening to this podcast and you like what you're here please remember to comment rate subscribe tell a friend Share our episodes and episode announcements. Uh, we're trying to make sure that there are more people, as many people that can be in our universe that are engaged with our content and hearing what we have to say. So um, thanks for tuning in again. Yes. Um, before we jump really like into the show, uh, we want to remind you all about the cool uh, um, events that we're having on the internet this week. Because we um, wanted to... This month, we really made um, an effort to, like, host a program so that we could, like, interact with our guests. I mean, with our, um, I'm saying guests, like, it's a getaway. <laughs> interact with our, um, the people Listeners. who are part of the Goddess Culture universe. And unfortunately, you know, coronavirus came in and, like, canceled all of our plans. And when we say all of them, we literally mean all of them. So we're hosting a Netflix watch party on Thursday. Um, and of uh, basically a fresh face live on Friday. Um, we'll be talking about our favorite products. So everybody come with your favorite product. We have a skincare professional who will be on the call, the owner of Vogue Beauty. Um, and we're excited to have Neon be back. She was um, a sponsor for our last getaway. So it'll be cool that you all get to meet her. Yes, that's where we talk about Vogue Beauty, our favorite face mist, the honeysickle um rose so good yeah um on to the news um something that i just wanted to highlight that i thought was super cool was uh d nice dj d nice's nine hour dj set um you know at a time where everybody's trying to find something to do and kind of trying to find joy which is actually uh, what we're talking about on the podcast today um he created something that you know we haven't really had before or seen before like we see DJs like you know put on a set on Instagram live but maybe it's 15 minutes 20 minutes he dedicated nine hours to his craft to bringing music and joy to the world and he did it on his Instagram live and I thought it was so cool because there were people like Michelle Obama and Kelly Rowland and um, DJ Khaled and like a whole bunch of people like super celebrities interacting in the comments, uh, sharing it on their own social media pages. And we needed that. We really needed that. So it was cool because I got to be a part of the conversation. 
through my job. He's DJ um, galas for the company that I work for. So I hopped on as if I were our company and basically gave him his props and people could see that like our company supports what he's doing and bring a joy to the world. So I thought that was super dope. Yes, I listened to a small portion of it. I wish I could listen to more, but I was like late on the the train to get that to get on to like hearing yeah. about it. Yeah, but I thought it was I thought it was really cool, and I I love seeing like DJs and everybody like making uh, the switch. Like we're all trying to make that switch to the digital world, given yeah. the situation that we're in, and it's just it's inspiring, honestly. And the music was really really good. It was. Um, so I've seen everyone making TikTok videos, okay? And I love it. Like I literally think like some of these videos are so creative, so funny. So, creative. so good. Like I think that's kind of what we really need right now is people doing things that, you know, just make themselves laugh or like people are hanging out with their families and just having to experience, you know, what we're going through right now. Making the best of it. Yeah, just making the best of it. So I'm learning how to use TikTok. I'm going to make a TikTok <laughs> account, okay? I had a video that I made, like, a long time ago, and I was like, oh, like, you know, this is when, like, TikTok was, like, I don't need, I mean, my little sister, like, made me make the video. So I really didn't know much about it, but now it's, like, so popular, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so old. <laughs> to, like, learn a new app, I'm like, oh, But yeah. you know what? That app is actually really, really, really good, and I'm really excited to jump on there. So yeah. I made an account to watch what people were doing because they're hilarious, honestly. Yeah. I've been getting my whole life. inspired me to make an account. Well, (laughs) I didn't make it yet, but I was like, all right, Jordan got an account and she's old as hell too, so. (laughs) Can I tell you? So somebody asked me, because I was like, like I was telling them, or no, it wasn't I was telling them, I was sending them videos. And they were like, oh, you have a TikTok? And I'm like, honestly, I made it to do that little uh, savage thing. But I'm going to delete that video because, you know, that was like a one-time thing. And I didn't realize it saves, you know. I thought you just make it and then you can save it to your phone. So, obviously, I don't really know how the app works yet either. Yeah. Okay. But the little videos that people make, honestly, I spend half my day scrolling through TikTok. Yeah, it's like, hilarious. I, I get why people are doing it. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to our affirmation. The affirmation this week is I choose to be a super attractor and have unwavering faith in the universe. And that is by Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, that's the author of The Universe Has Your Back and the cards The Universe Has Your Back deck that I bring to our getaways. Um, so I chose this one because I actually screenshotted this to send to a friend. Screenshot? Screenshot? What is the past tense of that? Screenshot. Mm. I screenshot it. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not an English teacher. Um, I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> I was going to send it to someone. <laughs> when you change the whole sentence so you don't have to get the word wrong. Um, I was going to send it to somebody and I forgot to send it to them. But when I was thinking of um, an affirmation this week, they, the first thing that came in my mind was like, what was that thing I was supposed to send? Um, and why I really like this is because, um, you know, we've talked about the law of attraction on this podcast numerous times. Um, and it's a reminder that whatever we think about and whatever we focus our energy on is what we receive. And the last part, and um, I have an un- unwavering faith in the universe, is that you have to have the faith that things are going to happen before they happen, right? Right. You can't just be like, I want this thing, but I don't really know if it's going to happen. I don't really know if this is going to work for me. Like, if we walk into it with, I don't really know, then that's the same energy that we get back. 
So yeah. when we say, this is what I want and I'm attracting this thing and I know it will be mine, then it comes way faster and with more ease than yeah. if we doubt the process from start to finish. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, we always dated back to kind of like the power of the tongue and manifestation, but also with prayers. Like, I feel like sometimes when we make prayers, like, I feel like for, for me, I'm a little hesitant to like say exactly what I want. I'm kind of beating around the bush. Like, I don't really want to be too exact, but it's really about um, saying what you want and having faith that it'll happen. Mm -hmm. So the having unwavering faith in the universe or God or, you know, whatever you see fit is just a reminder that when you want something and you claim something over your life, like you have to repeat it. Like it has to be like a, a chant almost to you. And you have to like, you know, feel that because God is not going to say, oh, I want to I want to be rich. OK, when do you want to be rich? How do you want to be rich? What yeah. can you yourself doing? Like being extremely specific. Mm -hmm. And then like when you watch yourself accomplish these things, it's just like, wow, like. I spoke that into existence. Like I prayed that into existence. Like God gave me this. Like, mm -hmm. so the whole affirmation definitely hits home. Yeah. And before we step out of that, um, how Shanice said, like you, you talk and pray and work that into existence. That's just not for the positive stuff, right? So if you keep downplaying what you do, if you keep talking ill on yourself, then those bad things happen too, which is why we have to be so careful with our words. And and to take it a step beyond being careful with your words, you got to be careful with your thoughts mm. because your thoughts are how you speak to yourself. And if you're speaking down on yourself, even if you're not saying it outside, you know, letting it pass your tongue, like it's still a thought that occurred that is, you know, is, is circling around the universe about you. So yeah. something to think about. Maybe you can I don't know, write that down in your journal or something. Um, so this week's Unbossed, I chose. Um, so let me rewind a little bit I am an avid reader but for the past like two months after I read my last book which was one of my Angelou's autobiographies I think I ended in February um or January one of the two I just haven't picked up another book and um this goes into the the goddess chat for the day but I had to think like I need to get back to doing what I what I love and that's reading. And when I went to my bookshelf and picked up the book, the first book that I picked up without thinking like, oh, like, what do I want to read? I just want to pick something up to see what would happen. And it was um, Terry McMillan. So that's who our unbossed is this week. Um, she's the author of um, Waiting to Exhale, I Almost Forgot About You, Mama, How Still Got a Groove Back, and many, many more. Um, she's actually releasing a new book that's on pre-order pre right now on Barnes and Nobles. But um, she's a Black author whose um whose books I feel like for like our parents you know was like a classic go-to she was a classic go-to like novelist for like our parents age you know and I um first learned about her by reading um my mom and aunt's books who were in their 40s um so that's how I came in contact with her but as I became an adult and wanted to build up my own um bookshelf I started looking for Terry McMillan uh, yeah Terry McMillan and um, I found her books for the low at a secondhand bookstore in my town and it's in a white town so whenever I see a black author even if I don't read the books I buy the books um, that's my general rule I feel like I feel like we should have them not that they can't have them, but I feel like we should have them. But anyhow, I say all this to say Terry McMillan is um, an author who, like, when you read her books, takes you out of the moment that you're in. Like, you really think that you're in the book. That's how I feel. 
like if somebody's mama is crying, then I feel like my mama is crying when I read her books. So an amazing, amazing author. You can buy her books, obviously, on Barnes & Noble, but support your local bookstores um, when they open back up again. And I like secondhand books. So if you like secondhand books or books that are well-loved before you get them, try thriftbooks.com. I got 10 books for $50 from there. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Now I actually can't wait to read that book. I've never read any of her books before. They're so good. And it's like easy reads. It's not, you don't feel like you're in college. It's like, it feels like a grown-up chapter book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm definitely going to check it out once Amazon, you know, starts getting back to their <sighs> regular schedule. Second. When you told me that, my heart broke. Yeah. Could have cried. So if you don't know, Amazon, if you have Prime, like Jordan and I, which it's really Jordan's, but, you know, it's kind of both of ours. So if you have Prime, they're not delivering until April 22nd. Anything. Jesus. At all. Jesus. Right. It's annoying. But what can we do? So, um, going into the goddess chat. So something I really love about the fact that we have this platform is like, this is like my therapy session. And kind of getting back to the routine of like filming every week and you know, talking to you and like having um, like our meetings, our pre-meetings and our post-meetings. It just, it just, it just fills me up with joy, honestly, especially in like a time like this when everything is just so uncertain, you know, every day is so like questionable. Every minute it's like up and down of emotions and anxiety and stress. It's like the one thing you could look forward to. And I don't know if people who like listen to the podcast, if you feel that way, like when we drop an episode or when we're actually being consistent, but we really just, you know, want to say like, we appreciate everyone who listens, who shares, who likes our stuff, who comments, who encourages us, who, you know, gives us hope and tells us and speaks life into us and tells us what we can accomplish and what they see for us. We like appreciate that a thousand percent because as you know, God's culture is like, it's like our baby. But this this episode is special because we're going to be talking about um, things that bring us joy. And we're going to really dive into kind of from the beginning, like dealing with sadness and going, uh, making steps towards becoming happy. And especially in a time like this, just creating a space for yourself that's ideal and healthy. And, and this is just like going to be a really important conversation. So we just want to set that set that tone for you guys. Ooh. Your radio oh. voice just popped out. My what? Your radio voice. <laughs> I know. I feel so. You know why? I'm sitting in my closet right now. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the sound is like the best sound when you're yeah. like in a closet. Yeah. That's why you can't see me on the on the camera because I'm like, this is a little too ghetto. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever like, it takes to make it work. <laughs> Usually I'm like medium ghetto. This is like full blown like ghetto. ghetto. <laughs> well, I got pillows around my computer, so there is that. Literally oh, yeah. all the three sides of the computer and the mic. <laughs> We've literally filmed in every which way. I can't wait to get a studio. <laughs> I can't wait to tell people about how, you know, we used to be in the hallway and we that lady got root with us. Remember that? Oh my gosh. Wow. All right, wow. back to the show. <laughs> We're walking down memory lane. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. 
Yeah. So let's talk about triggers. Let's talk about noticing triggers and um, noticing when like sadness is creeping up. Right. So, so we're all human, you know, we're all, we all feel things. We all have emotions towards things and we all definitely feel sadness. And for me personally, I can see like literally step-by-step of like things that like are my triggers that will trigger me into like a episode where I feel like I don't want to talk to anyone for a week it's like that feeling like when you like when you're rushing and you like hit your foot or like you're about to get out the door and like your belt hook hangs onto something and pulls you back it pisses you like it pisses you off like you have to think like really deep because your triggers are something sometimes you can't even name your own triggers until it happens to you like oh my god I don't know why that shit pissed me off yeah that shit just pissed me off yeah so for me I noticed like whenever like like I'm I'm really social. I feel like I always say this. I'm really social. I'm like always out there. But then it's like I have these random times where I'm just like low key. Like I just need like silence. Mm-hmm. And like if I'm in that time and I have like people like on me or like stressing me or like too much is happening or like things, I just I just feel like I want to shut down. Yeah. And I can know as soon as I shut down, I either have to like pull myself out of it out of it quickly, or I or I'm just gonna keep going down. Yeah. Like my year, my 2020 has been like that. Yeah. And it was like just going back up and now it's like going back down. So, yeah. I think that's a common um coping mechanism like becoming reclusive because I'm the same way and the like the opposite of Shanice. I um I mean I'm I would say like I'm social with the people that I'm close to, okay? Like I, I have about six people that I talk to on a daily <laughs> basis and those, I talk to those six people consistently, but when I feel myself like starting to become very sad or, you know, yeah, things like make me upset or I become really sad, then I like cut off. Like mm-hmm. I don't answer the phone for anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't like I just I don't engage and um there's actually um one of the reasons that Shanice I don't know if Shanice knows this but like one of the reasons that like uh, Shanice's friendship is so important to me is because I was going through some stuff like was this a year ago a year and a half ago or whatever to the point where I wasn't answering the phone for any of my friends and wasn't like talking to anybody like people would reach out to me on social media I wouldn't answer the phone I mean wouldn't answer on there either and she needs to call my job (laughs) she called my job and she texted me like I called your job and they said you came in today so if you don't answer the phone (laughs) like basically like bitch answer the phone before I have to come up there because I know you're at work literally and um but yeah, I think that I think like becoming reclusive and like pulling away from the people that you love is a, is a common sign for sadness because when people we love or that we know can recognize there's something going on, they make you talk about it. And when you're feeling it, you don't mm. want to talk about it, you know? So we naturally like pull ourselves away from them. Mm, that's a good way to think of it. That's definitely I didn't I didn't realize it was so natural. I always think like I mean I think it's like fight or flight, you know? Yeah. Like and in that moment we're we're fleeing from it. Yeah. And I could I could see this like in the sense of like like with my like like you said, like your core friends. 
like they notice things about you that nobody else can notice. So like, if I'm like really sad, I could, I could function. And that's kind of when I like start to go down that slope. But like, if I'm really sad, I could still go to work. Like I could still do the things that I normally do. I just can't be around people who know me too well. Yeah. They see right through my bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it, but it's like when you do talk about it, like, especially with a support group, like as solid, like, yeah, we, we are like support systems, especially like within like our, our college friends, we have like really, really, really great friends. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're always there for each other. And it just, I think that's something important to highlight too, is like having people to like pull you out of that, that funk, like, Mm-hmm. you know how I know when you're not okay when someone asks you if you're okay and you go like let's say we're talking and and we ask like oh like you good or something and you'd be like uh-huh yeah so and then you'll start talking about something else yeah <laughs> and your voice goes kind of like higher than it usually is you're like uh-huh so and that's <laughs> like if it was you if it was if you were good even if like something like you would be like girl something don't piss me piss me off but I'm fine like it's whatever and then we'll move on but like you have to give a little explanation for me to know that you're fine. When you don't right. want to explain, like, mm. even if it's something little, you know? Yeah. Or if we think it's little, like, from the outside looking in, if we think it's little, but it's not. Right. No and that's, that's, a, that's a good point, too. Because sometimes you could think that something is, like, so serious and detrimental to you, but then somebody else could look at it and be like, that girl is spoiled, or that girl is, like, she has it all, and she's complaining about this, and those are like the most toxic fucking people in the world. Yeah. Like you can't tell me when to cry. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to cry when I feel like crying. Yeah. And if I feel like cursing right now, I'm going to curse. Like I'm going to do how I feel in that moment because I have a right to feel my feelings. Not telling somebody, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Or like, why are you crying? Or your life is better this way. That's not going to help. Nothing not about at all. And you're trivializing like how people feel like people can only operate with what they were given. Like people can only operate with the circumstance from the circumstances that they've experienced. So even if you're, you're not able to empathize with somebody or even if you're not able to sympathize with someone because you know exactly what they're going through, the least you can do is empathize with how this could make them feel. Right. Yeah, I agree. So um, now that we recognize like some triggers and like understanding or talking about the importance of understanding, like when you feel yourself going down, um, we also have to highlight like ways that we are ways and things that we can do to like keep us happy, even when, you know, our circumstances are poor or our circumstances aren't as great or exactly what we wanted them to be. Absolutely. I think that when you when you grow into yourself like as you become an adult a young woman a young man uh you start to realize um you know that some some things that you make a huge deal may not be a big deal and you kind of notice those triggers and those signs a little quicker so you're able to like pivot from that a little bit Mm -hmm. and for me like it's really important like if I'm in a funk or like I know I'm going down that path that I start to make the changes like really quickly of like what I enjoy and like what I think I was saying uh the things that make me feel better so some of the things that I do 
uh, that helps me feel better. Uh, recent as of recently, a lot of long walks. Mm-hmm. That's always I feel like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like always inside and I'm mad long so it's like I need to exercise <laughs> I need to exercise um th- through this quarantine I've been able to talk to people that I have not had time to talk to for the last like six months okay I was on I was on FaceTime with my aunts my great aunts my uncles my grandmothers my, my grandma's friend like I've been talking to everybody and I just it felt it felt so good like it felt so good to catch up and to FaceTime people and to not have to rush them off the phone because I'm running into this or running through that right I'm finding a lot of little joys throughout this quarantine like little things that I didn't realize yeah that made me happy. how about you what's making, um, what's joy in this moment I'm sorry say that again what's giving you joy in this moment um, I would say the thing that is bringing me joy in this moment is like, actually something I journaled about today was like recognizing how blessed I am. Um, we know people who are taking pay cuts. We know people who are laid off. We know people who aren't able to pay their rent and to provide for themselves and their family as they once were able to, or, or how they would like to. And by the grace of God, and this is not a, this is not to brag at all. It's to give gratitude. By the grace of God, I'm not in that position. Um, and I often wonder, like I often ask or think or pray about, like, what did I do for that for that type of misfortune to pass over me? You know, and it's really not for me to understand because we have no idea how God works and. It's not our job to understand how God works, but I think I've just really been sitting in my gratitude that as much as I complain about certain things, y'all know I have my gripes with my job, um, I still have one. And I think that's what's been kind of like, that's what my joy has been rooted in as of late, at least for the past, what is this, seven days of working from home? Emphasis on the fact that People have been laid off. People have been fired. People have been applying for unemployment. I I can't even tell you how many people I know directly and indirectly um, that are suffering throughout this right now. So honestly, like I was thinking about my blessings the other day too. I was thinking like, I want to move out so bad. Like I want to start, like I want to buy a house or whatever, but it's like, how would I make that mortgage payment? You know, if this was happening, if, if I had that right now. So I feel like every, everything, everything that we do and every move that we make, it's all in God's time. Like everything has a reasoning behind it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't know what that reasoning is, but honestly, you're blessed that you have a job that, you know, even though you dislike it, sometimes they're still offering to let you work from home and get paid. Because right. Some people were told they got a story. Yeah. Cause it's not everybody's story. So it's like looking at a blessing, even within a place that you just feel like you're over. Yeah. And this is going on a tangent a little bit here, but I do want to send love to everybody who has been affected financially um, by the coronavirus, because this is something that nobody can plan for. And to see people on social media saying, well, you should have just saved your money just in case. 
depending on how much you make, there is no way to budget yourself out of poverty. Yeah. There's no way. And even if you're not like, like very, very poor, even if you're middle class, like it's very hard to budget yourself into saving six months worth of uh, expenses. It's hard. Yeah. People, people who have never been in poverty would not understand that. Or who have never really been middle class, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's very highlighted and pronounced when people are, are below the poverty line, but even for blue collar workers, it, it only takes one $400 mistake for people to be behind pretty much. Um, so now that I digress, um, what are your top five things or top five, um, people or top five activities that keep you happy that you can go to or do no matter what, and it'll put a smile on your face? Mm, Okay. Of all time. Okay. Um, hanging out with my friends, my boyfriend, my family, teaching myself like a new hairstyle or like hair care or like watching some type of video learning to do something new like I just enjoy that uh accomplishments like I'm really big on like checking things off of my checklist mm-hmm. um two more well this why is this so hard <laughs> okay uh I enjoy doing right it doesn't have to be like internally it could be like externally so I enjoy watching some certain shows like like what 90 day fiance <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that <laughs> nothing puts a smile on my face like on Mondays when I watch that show is so hilarious and then one more thing um going to church well before corona came in and just shook me up yeah I was really getting consistent with going to church on Sundays and I literally was looking forward to it yeah so yeah that's awesome how about you um my top five not in any particular order but this is the order that I wrote them down um nag champa it's an incense that is sandalwood and magnolia the flower always like stumps me but it's sandalwood and magnolia and it smells so good I've been buying it for years and it's probably my go-to. Actually, I'm down to my last stick, so I have to order some. Um, thanks to coronavirus, because usually I could just go down the street and, you know, re-up, but I can't. Um, but it smells so good. And especially not not just when I'm like meditating or trying to be in like a Zen space, but the scent alone um just brings me joy. It's just one of those things that makes me happy. Um, making myself tea. So recently I got um, cast iron teapots, but before I got those and now I'm like a hardcore tea drinker. Um, Before I loved tea, like I love making myself tea. I've kept tea at my house, kept tea at my job. It's just something that makes me feel good. Um, I don't know, a little bit of it reminds me of my grandparents. It's not like they made a lot of tea. I don't know what it is about tea that reminds me of my, my great grandparents rather, but it feels like home. Um, calling my mom. So me and my mom talk every day, just about every day. Uh, but during this quarantine, me and her talk like three times a day now. And uh, my mom is like my BFF. Like she is now. She was my she was my mom for a long time. And now we're we're at a point in our adult rela- like lives and relationships that we're friends, and it's the coolest thing ever. So it's cool like talking to my mom and and 
I miss home a lot. So talking to her, like, also, it's like having home here, having Columbus here, rather, because this is my home. Um, making and trying new skincare products. So, of course, during this whole coronavirus situation, I have ordered skincare products. My hope is that they come before this shit is over so I can test them out. But um, as y'all know, my Instagram, always posting skincare. I don't know what it is. It makes me happy. Speaking of skincare, don't forget to join us on the Zoom call this Friday. And um, info is on our page. And my last top five thing, it's getting and buying myself flowers and giving flowers to others. I love flowers. That's that's that on that. I love getting them, especially when it's a surprise. I love buying them, especially from Trader Joe's. And I like like seeing people light up when when you give them flowers. So that's my top five. Yes, flowers. That's a good one. Yeah, my house. I mean, it's especially like having them in your house because I'm the only living thing in my house. I don't have a cat or a dog, so I just think it's it's good to have yeah something else that's living and breathing in your house. Bring some some excitement in here, some color. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I'm glad we went over what made us happy and what make us happy in this moment. But do you have any? final things you want to say on this topic um I guess look for the look for the little things that bring you joy when right now is so uncertain if you find yourself complaining about the situation that you're in and I'm not saying um you don't have the right because everyone has the right to be upset about what's going on and to feel how they feel but when you're tired of feeling that way and you're tired of you know sitting in the sadness Look for the things that would have made you happy when we weren't under quarantine and find a way to engage with those things. If it's calling your people, if it's picking up flowers from the grocery store on your next run, do it. You're allowed to have joy even now. Yes, this is the time to try to find the joy in the little things, you know, because we don't have a lot of options these days. So it's definitely important to do that inner work and see what makes you happy also that isn't really tangible so if it's journaling if it's praying if it's meditating like Jordan had an awesome 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 meditation today on creative girls hangout and I ain't gonna say anything because I I missed it but maybe it was my fault because I was you know der. <laughs> but um I caught it it's still on their story so I just watched it and I did the meditation I was like wow like Jordan uh, you did really good like it was really really good so um just find what makes you gives you little spurts of happiness right now and just kind of use that to kind of get us through this quarantine um it seems we don't know how long this is going to be for or like what's the plan right now like everything is kind of up in the air so just try to take this moment to identify things that make you happy and hold on to it. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that's going to bring us to the other side, honestly. Yep. All All right. right. Fresh face. Fresh face. Okay. So since we're home on quarantine, uh, we have a lot more time, you know, to make sure we're perfecting our skincare and hair care while we're home and we're, 
you know, have a little extra freedom. So I've been, I've upped my skincare routine. Like now I'm doing like three, well, two full skincare routines normally is what I would do a day, like morning and night. But now I'm doing like three. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it kind of is because it's like I'm constantly hydrating. Yeah, three my times a day is a lot. It's a, it's intense. It's excessive. You're committed. I'm committed as fuck. Okay, committed <laughs> as fuck. Um, I'm determined to get because my skin. I had so much like blemishes and dark marks, and before the quarantine, I was like scheduled to get a chemical peel. Uh-huh. So I was like so excited, like you know that's gonna get rid of all my marks and imperfections, but that got canceled. Okay. And here we are. So now I just decided that I was just going to do this on my own and correct my face before we come back out of hibernation. Mm-hmm. So first, um, in the morning, I'm doing like a toner. Then I'm using the goodish skin face oil, which I live by. Okay. I think we talked about them already on this podcast, but I kid you not the it's best good. face oil ever. Okay. Hands down. And then I'm also doing like a a lip mask now, which mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just use like Aquaphor, some shea butter, diff, like two different oils, and I like massage it in, and then like I just kind of leave it on through midday, like this to is one midday. Of the things kinda, you yourself, yeah. So nice. So uh, then midday, I'm just using the Folk Beauty Honeysuckle Rose Spray on those eye patches that she gave us Mm -hmm. and then I'm just putting that under my eye like um around like two o'clock tell the people how you do that how you put it under your eye yeah how you how you like make the patches okay so we definitely have to shout her out for always coming to our I mean for coming to our NYC um sleepover So um, Folk Beauty, the owner of Folk Beauty, she came to our sleepover and she gave us a demonstration on how to use this product. So we basically get the under eye patches, like the cotton ones. You can order it on Amazon and you just take an individual one, an individual one, and you spray it with the honeysuckle spray and then you put it under your eyes. And literally, I kid you not, (laughs) I kid you not, that spray really works. Like even like, I would say like around two o'clock, like I'm kind of like tired because I, I, I stay up late and then I go to sleep. I wake up early because I'm just that person. So I'm a little tired by the time it's like midday. I would want to nap, but I know I can't really nap. So I just put this um, under eye mask on and it really kind of holds me over because I want to make sure my skin is still hydrated, even though there's no sun right now. Uh, it's kind of gloomy. I'm not really outside. So I'm not really getting the same nutrients I would get pre- um coronavirus yeah so so like I'm I'm forced to like give myself like more hydration just to make up for the fact that like normally I would be like sweating or something or like I would be sitting outside or you know yeah um my nighttime routine would just be like another toner and you can use any toner again and then I use the urban skin dark spot corrector okay I'm always, I told you, I think we talked about this yesterday. I was like, I'm hesitant with dark spot correctors because I feel like they put like hints of bleach in it. Mm -hmm. But um, Jordan made a good point. Urban skin was made by a black woman for a black woman. So she kind of knows, you know, what we need and what we need to do. And it's a little more, I got a little more reassurance using her product, but I kid you not, it works. Like 
I hope you guys don't feel like I'm overdramatic because mm-hmm. I'm gonna just have to get on live and do my whole routine for y'all. You should. You should I'm do it live. I'm not, but I'm gonna make her do a live, y'all. But um, yeah. So I rub that over my face, and that's like an overnight mask. And like I've literally seen the dark spots like kind of disappearing. And I'm just, it's only been week one of mm-hmm. my quarantine. So I hope to be a little more consistent as the time goes along. Mm-hmm. But I want to encourage everyone to create your quarantine skin routine. You're not outside. You're not active. You're not, well, I mean, if you're working out, you know, outside and you get the options to walk around, but it's not like the routine you would have had had you um, been going to work or been outside doing activities or, you know, now that the weather's breaking, doing different things so your skin is kind of just like it can be really bland and look really dry and cracked from just being inside and depending on the temperature in your house like sometimes it's just not beneficial so I would definitely encourage everyone to hydrate make a routine that works for you in this moment because the routine you had before might not work as well because like I said you're doing different things yeah so yeah that's awesome. I'm excited to see that live, ma'am. It's not happening. We'll see about that. <laughs> All right. What did you do for self-care this week? Oh, my gosh. So as you can tell from my expensive, fresh face, self-care has been all I've been doing this week. <laughs> um, so from our New York City sleepover, I was gifted a shower steamer from Jordan and... <laughs> It has changed my entire life, okay? I don't know if you guys know or if you've seen or if you've heard of a shower steamer before, but basically it's the bath bomb of showers. And mm-hmm. it is the best thing ever created since sliced bread. What scent did you get? But, I forget. Uh, eucalypt, no, lavender. Okay. But it honestly smells like a spa with like lavender. Like yeah. it, smells, it smells like I'm walking into air spa down the steps the ladies point me to the section where I go to do the salt scrub <laughs> like that's what it smells like so I'm like wow like I could really like I could really do this I need one every time I take a shower so and I got it from I got it from Dolly Moo, Moo and that's in Montclair and it's like huge it's probably the size of like maybe like a little bit smaller than your your fist depending yeah, on how big it's kind of big it is kind of big. And I, I've used it yesterday. I used it today. But then, um, so I think it lasts maybe about three showers. Unless you're like me and you decide to take a 40-minute shower with the bath, the shower steamer in there. Which, which is possible because I almost did that. And I was just like, just loving the smell. Yeah. And I was just like a little bit lit because, you know, I had a couple glasses of wine. So I'm like, this, I could shower all day. Like, I could be here all day. I had <laughs> Summer Walker playing. Like, it was a full-blown spa. Literally. No, it's so good. They actually were a sponsor for our first ever getaway. And, um, yes. yeah, like we, I think I, I, hear, I think I bought a, um, I bought their body oil. That was the first product that I ever got from them. And then they supported the getaway. And so I've been a customer ever since because why not? I mean, their products are handmade by sisters and it's amazing. Um, This week for self-care. So Shanice mentioned before, um, I led a meditation. um, So basically I took over the Creative Girl Hangout. I took over their Instagram live 
Um, and it was an invitation by the Girlfriends podcast. They hosted a virtual day camp, which is like the coolest thing. So um, I said this was my self-care because um, what I wanted to, what I talked about during the meditation was like getting comfortable with, with the uncomfortable. And that was my first time doing like an Instagram live takeover. And it was also my first time like centering people that weren't already in the goddess culture universe. Like I support my family and friends. I support our getaway guests. I support my doula client. Um, but it was different, like putting myself out there with people who don't know me. Um, people who may know meditation. So they have a, a particular view of what meditation is or people who are brand new to meditation. And I am the person that's kind of molding what meditation looks and, and feels like for them. So it pulled me out of my comfort zone. And sometimes like the self-care stuff isn't the easiest thing. It's not the, sometimes it's like, you know, it's the, oh, I felt, I did something to make me feel great today. And sometimes it's, I did some shit that made me feel very scared today. <laughs> and you grow in that, you grow in that moment. So that was a self-care moment for me. And I was super excited to do it. I was humbled that I was asked to do it. And I would definitely do it again. Yes. I, I didn't realize you had it um, to say as your self-care. <laughs> so I, I said it in the middle of the Oh, podcast. no, it's fine. Um, yeah, it was so good. Like, it was really, really good. And, like, if it wasn't good, I would have told you. I would have been like, uh, Jordan, da, da, da. like, I thought you could do better. But I thought you were really engaging. I thought you, you even cracked a little joke in the middle. Oh. You were like... <laughs> You was like, you was like, you was like telling everyone to like loosen up, but you yeah. like kind of started from like unclench your jaw, like loosen up your shoulders. She was like, she was like, stop squeezing your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this bitch. <laughs> but it was like lighthearted. Like I really felt your personality through it. And I feel like, I feel like that was you. Like you were in your zone. So proud of you. I appreciate that. Yes. So this is episode 60, y'all. Yeah, we finally out the 50s. I feel like we were in the 50s for two years. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we could film like every week, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> since we're here. <laughs> we ain't got shit else to do. <laughs> you want to film tomorrow? Like, come on. Might as well. But yeah, um, we have any updates? Um, just the Zoom call and the Netflix watch party information is on our page. Um, don't forget to comment, rate, and tell a friend. Yes. See you guys next time. Bye.